0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by John Bacon. I wonder what happened to that guy. <laughs> what? What, you mean Jesus? Yeah, Jesus. You know, the, the baby in the manger, he had that rough upbringing but made for a good Christmas card. Yeah, what wonder what happened to him.
1: Well, yeah, he was a baby but he grew up and he raised the sick and he he healed the de- he raised the dead.
0: Wait. You're telling me that manger Jesus, little baby Jesus, is the same as miracle Jesus?
1: Yeah, I am.
0: Wow. Who'd have thought it? (laughs) I guess I just never put the two together before. I wonder what happened to that guy? Oh,
1: well, that guy, he died on the cross.
0: You sure about that?
1: Yes, I'm sure.
0: No, 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 no. That's a different guy.
1: No, no, that's the same guy, All oh, Jesus.
0: Really? Really. So you're telling me that manger Jesus is miracle Jesus and they're both cross Jesus? <laughs> I guess I just never put them together before. I wonder what ever happened to that guy?
1: Um, well, uh, he came back to life three days later. What?
0: No way, no way. Yes, yes, way. Yahweh, yes, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's that's tomb Jesus. Are we talking about tomb Jesus now? Are you tell me that's the same guy.
1: Yeah, he died on the cross for our sins.
0: No, no, that's a different Jesus.
1: No, 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 it's all the same Jesus, you see, he was this cute little baby, he came yeah. and he was in the manger, and then he grew up, he did amazing miracles, he raised people from the dead, then he died on the cross for our sins, he rose again three days later, and now, he sits at the right hand of the Father.
0: Wait, what? You're telling me that cross Jesus is the same as right hand of God Jesus? Yes. Not separate Jesuses.
1: No, there's there's no separate Jesus. Assises.
0: Wow. Well, I guess I just never connected them all together before. You've got manger Jesus, miracle Jesus, all action table flipping Jesus, cross Jesus, tomb Jesus, risen Jesus, right hand of God Jesus. He deserves a lot more than these piddly eggs for his birthday.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. He's a pretty awesome guy, but birthday maybe risen day.
0: Risen day, birthday, new life day, bar mitzvah, whatever. The the point is, this this one guy, he changed history. He changed everything. We need to celebrate the one who changed everything. The world changer, Jesus.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. We do, and we will. That's why we're here, to celebrate Jesus.
0: Right. So, this Jesus, all the Jesus is Jesus. Did he have the Easter bunny as a... No!
1: (laughs) No! We're leaving it here. Thanks for bearing with us on that. (laughs) Uh,
0: Earlier I invited all the kids up to the front and there's no kids up the front anymore. So can I get the kids up the front because I do have chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Who was here last week? Does anyone remember? Yeah, got a few hands there, that's good. So last week we learnt about um, when Jesus came to Jerusalem that time. Um, can anyone remember, and we'll do hands up for this I think, can anyone remember how people greeted him? What, what, what happened when Jesus first came to Jerusalem that time? Um, Samuel. Yes,
1: they put their hands down and they put their as well while they came back.
0: That's right. Sorry. Oh. Pasturing tip, don't throw eggs at children. Don't hit the children, Jonathan. Don't. Yeah. You do the eggs.
1: Yeah, I'll do the eggs. It's not that I'm any better at throwing. There
0: we go. There's multiple eggs in each egg, so if you want to share, you can share. That's the challenge. Um, <laughs> so that's right, what, what you said was right. Um, everyone was really happy to see him. They laid down palm leaves, they da- laid down their clothes. They said, here comes the king, he's going to come and change everything. And everyone was really happy to see him. I say everyone. Can anyone remember who wasn't happy to see him? Elizabeth, I saw that hand. Um, the leaders in Jerusalem. Yeah, there were was, was two different kinds of leaders in Jerusalem. Can you name one of the kinds of leaders?
1: Oh, tough question. I know, I'm, I'm making it
0: more difficult. You'll get an egg either way. I'm going to pass on the question. I'm going to pass on the question, but you can get an egg. That's all right, you picked the leaders, that's a good good Elizabeth. answer. Lucy, can you remember one of the kinds of leaders? You had your hand up because you wanted an egg, didn't you? <laughs> I'm the same. I want an egg. Yeah. Joshua. In yeah, that's one of them. <clears throat> the religious leaders. So you get an egg, definitely. That was a brilliant answer. And why did not you tell me? Do you, God is a leader, but he wasn't one of the leaders who wasn't happy to see Jesus there. Yes. There was King Herod, so I'll give you that, yeah. But, um, yeah, give him a name. Why not? Why not? The, one, the other one I'm thinking of is the Romans. The Romans weren't too pleased to see him. Um, and so the Romans were the occupying force um, in, in Jerusalem at the time. They, they were like the police, if you like. And not too many people were happy with them being there. And the religious. Oh, no, <laughs> <things>. <laughs> um, so the religious leaders, especially, were planning something when they found out that Jesus was coming. And Pastor Paul told us last week what they were planning. Can you remember? And, oh, Cameron, is that? On so, so he dies. Is, is the end bit? Yes. They were trying to kill Jesus. So that's an egg for Cameron.
1: Cameron.
0: So the way that this plan worked is they needed to find Jesus alone because. Ever since he started his ministry, Jesus was always surrounded by crowds. Everywhere he went, there were miracles, there was free food, there was all sorts going on. Everyone loved it. People would give him out eggs, probably. Um, and so you could never find him alone. And if the religious leaders tried to kill him when there was you know, loads and loads of people around him, they'd be in serious trouble. They would probably get attacked themselves. So they were trying to find a moment when he'd be alone. And the way that they did that was they... they bribed one of his followers, Judas, and they said, we'll give you. Do you know how much it is? Um, 20 pieces
1: of
0: it's close. Very, very close. Go on, oh. Nathan. Again, close, a bit on the other side. 20. Bella? Um, yeah. It's not 20, it's not 40, it's somewhere in between. 20, 20. Oh, not quite. Oh. Go on. 30. It's I heard 30, egg, egg in that direction. 30. 30. Oh, I thought you said 40, I'm sorry. You can both have eggs. We've got plenty of eggs. And so they gave him 30 pieces of silver. (laughs) That's Zach. So, they they gave him 30 pieces of silver to lead them, to lead the guards to Jesus so they could capture him. And that's exactly what he did, and that's exactly what happened, when Jesus was alone praying in the garden, although he had some followers with him, the guards came along, and Jesus came along, and uh, Jesus came along, Judas came along and uh, brought the guards to him. And Jesus knew this was going to happen. this whole time, he was very sad because he knew that he was leading towards his death. But he knew that it had to happen as well, because his death wasn't just about him dying, it was about what he was putting on that death and about him coming back again. Because when Jesus died, he took all of our sins, all of the bad things that we've done, and our separation from God. He took that, and he paid that price, that separation price, so we don't have to be separated anymore. So this whole time, when all these bad things are happening to Jesus, he could have stopped them. He could have done a miracle. He could have made a wall appear in front of him. But he didn't. He let it happen. So, the gods captured Jesus, and they brought him to the religious leaders, these guys who wanted to kill him. And this was probably late at night, and it was in a dark room um, because they didn't have artificial lights back then. They would have just used candles. And they had all these religious leaders, they'd stayed up late just so they could do this. Um, and they were speaking all these lies about him, they, they, they had him all, all by himself in this room crowded with all these people shouting lies about him, that he's, he's come to, to defeat them, that he's come to, to claim that he's God, to say all these bad things, to, to change everything and he needs to be killed. And they they lied about him, Um, they spat on him, they slapped him, they shouted that he deserves death. And uh, one of the religious leaders said, "Um, are you the saviour? And are you the son of God? And Jesus said, from now on, the son of man will be seated at the right hand of mighty God. And when they asked if he was the son of God, he said, it's just like you say. And at that point, they'd heard enough. Because the, the idea of someone being the son of God was just awful to them. That, you know, they're saying that this person essentially is God, and they couldn't have that. So, they called for blasphemy. They they said, you know, this guy deserves death. We're going to kill him, and they thought they'd had the charge, and so they brought him to the Roman leader, Pilate. And Pilate, um, he was an interesting man. He he didn't like the idea of being blamed for all this. So, he listened to Jesus and he heard all these religious leaders coming up and they were saying, you know, Jesus is this terrible person, he's come to destroy the Roman rule, he's come to do all these awful things. They were shouting and screaming and one person was saying one thing and another person was saying the other thing. They were so busy trying to make Jesus sound bad that their stories didn't even match up. They were saying so many different lies and Jesus stood there and he didn't even defend himself. So all these people were saying, Jesus is awful, he's terrible, He's come to kill people, he's come to destroy, he's come to do terrible things, and Jesus didn't even argue. He just let it happen. And that shocked Pilate. He he was, aren't you even going to defend yourself? But it says in the Bible that Jesus kept his peace. And Pilate asked him, do you call yourself the king of the Jews? Because that's a rumor that had gone around. And if someone was the king of the Jews, that sounded like they were a threat to the Romans. And Jesus said, well, you've called me that. And he didn't say any more than that. And so, Herod was mentioned earlier. Pilate used this as an advantage, because Pilate, he's, he's not that interested in killing Jesus, but he wants to be popular. He wants to make the Jews like him, and he wants to make other people like him. So he sends Jesus along to Herod, who was the, the Jewish leader at the time, and Herod's men, uh, again, they shout loads of abuse at him. They say all these awful things. They say all these terrible things about Jesus. And again, Jesus doesn't give a defense. And they mocked him, and they spat on him, again and, and, and they hurt him and so after all that they sent it back to Pilate and the religious leaders looked at Pilate and they said look he's come back so we're going to kill him now we know he's, he's awful we need to get rid of him and Pilate said well he's come back from Herod and they've not even brought a charge you can't find anything wrong with this man he's not done anything wrong and so Pilate was he was thinking I should probably let this guy go um, and he even says he washes his hands of the whole thing because he doesn't want to feel responsible but there was a tradition at the time that if you had um, a few different people who were, who were about to get punished, the leader could choose um, to let one person go free. And it was up to the crowd about who they let free. And at the same time that they were trying to get Jesus, there was another man, a murderer, called Barabbas. And Barabbas was a murderer. He was uh, a bad person, and he was lined up to die. And so Pilate goes to the crowd, and he says... Okay, I've got Barabbas, this murderer who's been charged, and we know who he's killed, we know all the bad things he's done, and we've got Jesus, who we don't know what bad things he's done, we've just got a lot of people shouting about him. But the religious leaders got into the crowd, and they started saying, we need to get Jesus, we need to crucify Jesus, we need to kill Jesus, get rid of Jesus. And so, when Pilate asked, what shall we do with Jesus, the crowds shouted out, crucify him, crucify him. And these are the same crowds that just a week earlier, like we learned last week, were laying down their clothes, were laying down the palm leaves, were really, really happy to see Jesus. But they were led along and they were, they were told that Jesus needs to be killed. And so it seemed like everyone was against him at this moment. And so the Romans' guards then spat on him again. They put a crown of thorns on him. You know, If you get like a rose bush, have you seen the thorns that come out of a rose bush? Something like that. They wrapped it around and made this crown and they seated it right on his head and it would have cut in and it would have bled and it would have really hurt and they made him carry this giant cross this, this great big wooden structure that would have been heavier than me and they had to make him carry it out of town all the way to this hill this place called Golgotha which means the skull and they had to, he had to carry it the whole way and he was so weak from all the different times they'd beaten him all the different times they'd spat on him all the different times that they'd hurt him and put this crown of thorns on him that he couldn't even physically carry it. Even though it seemed like he was willing to, he couldn't physically carry it. So a man called Simon had to come along and carry it the rest of the way for him. He was that hurt. He was that bloody. He was that um, exhausted. And so they took him to the place where they they, uh, crucify these people, which is when they nail someone to a cross and leave them to hang until they die. And that's what they did to Jesus. They nailed him in on his wrists on each side, and on his ankles, so that he was knocked into this cross. He was attached to it by nails, straight through his arms. And Pilate couldn't find a better charge to put on it because all of them, all the crosses had what they did wrong on them, so people knew while they were hanging what they did wrong. He couldn't find any, any proper crime, so they put King of the Jews. And there he was for hours and hours and hours and hours, hanging in pain. After six hours, The sky went dark. After nine hours, Jesus called out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because that was the worst pain for Jesus. This whole whole time he'd he'd been alive, this whole time throughout eternity, he'd been connected to the Father God for all his life. While he did his ministry on earth, he was always hearing what God was doing and just speaking what his words were. And so, for the first time in his life, he couldn't hear God because he was carrying all of our sins. All of the wrong things we had done, and all of the wrong things that people in the past had done as well, and he was carrying our separation, and he was separated from God the Father in that moment. And in that moment, he gave out a last cry, and he died. And that separation, us from God, is what made that had to happen, because that's why Jesus was there to pay the price. And the moment he did that in the temple in Jerusalem. They have a big curtain in between the holy, most holy place and the rest of the temple. And the point was that no one could go into the most holy place because it was separate from God. It was, it was the way that the Jews remembered that they were separate from God. And in that moment when Jesus died, the, the curtain in the temple tore from the top to the bottom. No one was there at the top to tear it. God tore the curtain to say, we're no longer separated. Now Jesus has paid the price. We're no longer separated. Come on. At the same time, there was an earthquake around the whole thing, uh, around the whole land. And tombs were opened. So, on the, the, later on, he was taken down from the cross and he was buried. Um, a rich man had, had a, a special tomb with a great big boulder for a door. And they buried him in this tomb and they rolled the the stone over. It was a massive, massive boulder, really strong. And the religious leaders thought, you know what, this Jesus is such a troublemaker and his followers are such troublemakers that even now we're not sure that it's all over, even though we've killed him. And so they said to the Roman leaders, you need to put some guards outside this tomb. You need to make sure that the followers don't come to try and get him. Even though it was a massive boulder, it would be pretty difficult to get anyway. So, the Romans stationed two guards by the tomb. And a couple days later, on the Sunday, on Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday, which is the day we celebrate today, um, a few women who were followers of Jesus went to the tomb, and they were incredibly shocked by what they saw, because the stone had been rolled away, and they looked inside, and it was empty, and they didn't even know what to think. What it turned out was, earlier two angels had come and just appeared in front of these guards and the guards, it says in the Bible that they went as if they were dead so they fainted they saw these two angels and went, and dropped down and the, the angels pushed away the stone but the women went then and they, they looked in and they couldn't see anything and so they, they walked away and there were two angels there and the angel said, don't be afraid, the man you're looking for is not here, he's alive. And so, the women ran back to the other followers of Jesus, and they told them everything, and the other followers of Jesus came running to have a look as well. And Mary, one of the followers of Jesus, didn't know what to think, because she still hadn't seen him. All she'd seen was an empty tomb. And so she was walking along this garden, along the area, and she was looking, and she, didn't, she was crying, And she didn't know what to think. And the two angels were there. And they said, He's not here, he's risen. And so she turned around and she saw someone, she saw a man. And she thought it was must have been the gardener looking after the area. And he said, Why are you crying? And she said, Well, they've taken Jesus away, and I don't know where they've put him. And at that moment, the man said, Mary, because he was Jesus. He was alive. He is risen from the dead. And at that moment, Mary realized, this is Jesus. This is the King of Kings. This is the Savior. This is the one. He died, he paid for our sins, and he rose again. And in that moment, when Jesus rose again, everything was dealt with. It is finished. And Jesus is is now living in heaven. He's, He's risen up, and he is alive today. He paid for everything. The Romans thought that they'd had him. The religious leaders thought they'd buried him. The enemy thought that he had stopped God's plans. But no, nothing could stop him. Nothing could contain Jesus. Death has been defeated. Jesus is alive today and he's won and he's in the victory and we can live in that victory today. Brilliant.
1: Such a good story, isn't it? And It's so good to just go back over that and and remember everything that Jesus went for, for us, so that we could be free, so that we could be saved. And a word that quite a lot of people use when we talk about Jesus rising from the dead and and all what it means is salvation. Does anybody know what the word salvation means to be... Elizabeth? Have a think about it. That's all right. Anyone else know what salvation means? To. Yeah, it means to believe, yeah. Anything else? Anything else that you think salvation means? To have faith, to have faith. yeah. That's... Any other ideas? Yeah. Believe in Jesus. To believe in Jesus. Yes, it means to be saved, to be delivered from the sin because you believe in Jesus and all of its consequences. Has anybody ever been told off by their, uh, maybe their mummy or their daddy or their parents, yeah. There's, you know, when we do things... When we do things at home, there's consequences, isn't there? You know, if I did a tidy my bedroom when I was younger, there was consequences. I didn't get my pocket money. I didn't get what I, what I, was, what I usually was allowed because I, I, I'd made a mistake or I'd done something wrong. There was a consequence, something that followed on from it. And, you know, when we do things wrong, the eternal, the eternal consequences of, of sinning and doing things wrong, that is gone that's, that's done when, when you choose to believe in Jesus and to believe in him that the eternal consequence of death is gone and we can live forever in heaven with Jesus. And that's, that's pretty cool. That's Amen. something that I like to celebrate today. That because of him dying on the cross for me, I can celebrate eternal life with Jesus today. And I thought I'd tell you a little bit of a story. Is that all right? I'll tell you a story about me. My, I'm not from a... Um, Christian family and um, when I was about 13 things in my life started going a bit wrong and um, my parents decided that they weren't gonna be married anymore and I started on this journey of searching I started looking for things in life I started looking for something to complete me I didn't feel loved I didn't feel accepted anymore and I was looking for something to complete me and to fill my life and I looked, I looked at things in the world, so I looked and maybe I drank some things that I shouldn't, and I was tr- um, hanging out with people that I shouldn't be doing, and I was doing things that weren't for me that I shouldn't be doing, and I was searching for something to fill me, and I'd find a new friendship group, and I thought that would sort me out, but then nothing would bring me happiness, nothing would complete me. And uh, a bit like Faith Camp, I was invited to a camp for young people, and there... I was away with about 80 young people, and we there was music, and there was different activities. And in the evening, they'd talk about this Jesus guy, and they'd talk about salvation and being saved and being set free from and being being loved. And it was a, it was something I'd never heard of before. I'd never heard of being completely loved, and throughout that week I made that decision to become a follower of Jesus I made the decision to choose Jesus and to go on that journey of discipleship of finding out what it means to be a Christian and to finding out what it means to know that I'm forgiven because these are huge topics that we go on a the whole life exploring what it means to be saved and it's amazing it's a great adventure but it's not easy there are challenges but i made that decision on that day to choose jesus to look for jesus in my life and it's been amazing it's been the best decision that i ever made and then i got baptized and i got prayed for and i got filled with the holy spirit so now i know that wherever i go jesus is with me and it's just the best thing and that's what we want to say today. We want to just remind, remember on this day about how we can come into relationship with God and, that, and how we can be saved. Because it's a day for change. It's a day where we can celebrate Jesus. And in that celebration, we can go out of here different. We can go out of here with a new... It might be that we need to go out of here with a new spirit of, I'm really going to stick at it. I'm really going to look for Jesus. I'm really going to go for, read my Bible and try and come to church. Or it might be that we, need, that we make that decision today for the first time that, you know what, well, I'm going to choose Jesus today. I'm going to start on that journey of, look, of exploring what it means to be a Christian, what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And, yeah, it's not going to be easy, but there's lots of people here who've all got stories like mine, who've all made yep. that decision right. to follow Jesus, who've all made that decision to go in that direction. And there'll be plenty of people here who want to talk to you um, if that's something that you want to do.
0: So we're going to invite the band up, and we're going to do something a little bit different at the moment. So. Um, in a minute, the band are going to start playing, and all you young people, you're free to come and dance and jump and dance around. It's going to be the same song that we started with. But if something today has touched your heart, if something about what Jesus is, what the story of what Jesus did, or what Stacey was talking about with her story about how it affected her, if that, if that's um, something's going on in your heart right now, if you want to respond to that, if, if that sounds like you, I'd really love to invite you to come and join us at the front. Come and come and just spend some time with Jesus. Respond to what he's doing. Respond to what he's saying to you. Um, just come and listen to him. Come and talk to him. It's like talking to anyone else, but you can't see him physically. Just talk to Jesus. Come to the front. We're all going to be dancing around. It's going to be a great time. You'll get lost in the crowd. You won't be picked on. You won't get uh, seen. So I really want to invite you to come forwards. Um, And then at the end, make sure that you talk to either me or come talk to Stacey or one of the other leaders at the front. Or if someone's brought you, come and talk to one of them. If something's going on in your heart right now, because that's what we want to happen really. We don't want you to leave here thinking, oh, I wish I'd responded. I wish I'd said something. I wish I'd spoke to Jesus. I wish I'd started that journey of being a follower. So if you've never been a follower of Jesus and you want to know more about that or you just want to hear something from Jesus for yourself, come to the front. Or if you have been a follower of Jesus but you feel like you just need to... Um, get back on that horse again get back on that journey with Jesus again and then you know come to the front as well so thank you guys thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast we trust it's been an encouragement to you for more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire